0: or carry on, and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Preston Super Show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here. As always, the coffee's brewing. It's getting late. We got a Thursday night football game. And uh, my plan is to have this podcast up before Thursday night football. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, on any social media, you'll see my picks. And uh, obviously, a long time before the game starts, but. No matter, we're going to talk about all the games. uh, And we're going to go ahead and just break the first one down. Texans, Panthers, uh, Texans at home, Panthers on the road, stout defense. Solid offense, Uh, good run game, good running back in Christian McCaffrey that can catch the ball and run. Had a good quarterback in Sam Darnold. He's uh, having one of the most accurate years of his career. It's only two games, but it's... They're important. I mean, these are pros, so every game counts in the regular season. Doesn't matter uh, how good the other team is or what the other team is, it doesn't matter. Win's a win. You got to take them. Now, Texans started off good. Remember, we talked about the Texans? Uh, We came up with the pick on the show. You know, they were going to go over their team total, went over it. That was no problem. But again, it was against the Browns. Uh, Early on in the season, still finding their footing. And we're still kind of seeing what they're made of. Well, the Browns ended up handing the Texans a loss. They gave them a fat L, sent them home, bitter taste in their mouth. Now they're at home. They're resting in their beds. And you would think, okay, they're going to come out and, and be sharp. Problem is, they got a backup quarterback. First time he's ever starting in the NFL. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing in the pros. In college, okay, you know, things, things happen, man. This guy is a, You know, he's probably decorated, you know, in high school or maybe transferred from another college where he wasn't getting any tick. Whatever. The point I'm making is that when you're starting in the NFL against a defense who's statistically the best right now is the Carolina Panthers defense. When you're playing against them, that doesn't sound good. So I expect the Texans to have some trickery. I expect them to do some different things, some different looks. And ultimately... They could end up playing it safe, and they could get burned that way uh, by not letting our quarterback throw the ball much because I think that could be a lot of trouble. I think the biggest test for the Texans is right now this week, and I feel the same way for the Panthers. So far, you, you beat the Saints. Uh, you beat uh, the week before that the Jets, who nobody likes. Not even Jets fans like the Jets right now. But you have to look at the Panthers and take them for face value because this is the team that's going to come to play. They're taking a road trip. First two games, they got the benefit of being at home. Now we're going to see how they play on the road. I've never known Sam Darnold to be a, a road quarterback, but that was under Adam Gase. And we know how terrible, terrible of a coach Adam Gase is, an awful coach. Um, So now with, with this new system, Darnold's showing you actually what he can be and and what his potential is in the league. Uh, So that's going to be special. He has weapons out there. DJ Moore. Um, I I can't stress enough how Christian McCaffrey is going to be an open man in this game. Like The Texans don't have the benefit of relying on J.J. Watt anymore. They don't have the benefit of some all-star secondary they're playing with a bunch of guys from other teams that didn't make the cut literally like i'm sorry that's the truth the texas defense is not good i've seen people buying up points when you're buying up points that means you don't think that your team can cover you don't think you don't think they cover else why would you buying up that many points that doesn't make any sense i wouldn't do that here um i think you could buy 12 13 points i don't think that's gonna cover sorry Uh, You're throwing your money down the toilet. The Panthers are going to come to play tonight. They're a better team on paper. They're a better team on the field from the film that we have available to us. They're just a better team all around. A better coach team, right? So, I think you have a Panthers team that believes in themselves, believes in the system under Matt Rule. And a team in the Texans that this is a defining moment in their season like A defining moment in their season tonight because if they lose this game, that's going to be shockwaves through that locker room. Huge, major losing at home, and even when you get Taylor back, what does that look like at that point when the schedule only gets tougher for the Texans? So, enough of that game. I will give out two picks. Uh, we have the first pick I gave out, it's all over social media oddmanout.ninja. Go check it out, it's on Instagram. At b 815 You go to Twitter at Preston's Day Off. But one pick I really, really like is DJ Moore to have over 65 and a half receiving yards. You're getting great value because he is the top receiver for the Panthers as far as talent goes. He's the most talented guy out there for the Panthers, that receiver. Christian McCaffrey's the most talented player, but the most talented receiver, pure receiver is DJ Moore. He even dropped the bag on my prediction strike because I'm feeling confident in him tonight. I'm uh, feeling confident in the Carolina Panthers tonight all around. So back to the picks. You got the DJ Moore pick. Let me tell you the odds on that because I'm telling you, this is a great value. So you're looking at minus 117. Beautiful. That's really, really nice. Now, here's another one that I like. First half spread. I I can't... I cannot... I cannot get behind the Texans tonight. So, we're going first half spread. Minus four and a half for the Carolina Panthers. I see the Panthers having three touchdowns in the first half. If not, more. I mean it. Because I'm going to tell you now, you're not going to be happy with the Texans' defense the Cleveland Browns sliced them up. Carolina Panthers have all that film, all that footage, and they're, they're, they know exactly how they're going to be attacking this team. They planned for it for these last couple days. Now, remember, here's another thing that the, the Texans faithful's not even counting. Not only do you have a backup quarterback in there for starting his first game, not only that, he's only had four days. To prepare for this game. Really three. Because of coming back home. So really three days to prepare for this game, that's not enough time. That's that's in the NFL, that's not enough time. I'm sorry, it's not. So I'm gonna go ahead, ride with the Panthers the whole way. And Houston Texans betters. I mean, you're better off throwing your money on crypto. You're better off throwing your money on crypto than betting on the Texans tonight. In any fashion. Next, we got Buffalo Bills versus Washington. And Washington's defense is surprisingly good. But the but the Buffalo Bills are a powerhouse. It's a team that established themselves. We know who they are. We know who they, they can count on with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. To Devin Singletary, who's found new life, uh, who continues to prove that he belongs as the number one running back for the Bills. Um, and he, he's really, really playing well. And the defense for the Bills, underrated defense. Their, their pass rush just is like skeptical to me. And I think Washington will score points. I think this game will be closer than a lot of people think. But I really like the Buffalo Bills at home. And it, you cannot be going against the Buffalo Bills at home much uh, in the NFL right now. Like right now, you can't. They're too talented. They're just too talented. But plus seven and a half dogs the uh, football team is. And uh, they're coming out with their name soon too if you, heard, if you didn't hear. like I've seen four different logos. One looks like a GI, kind of a commando guy. Another one looks like a hog. Uh, and then they had two more. Uh, but I think the most impressive one they had was that commando, that GI guy. I think they need to run with that. I don't know what they would call themselves. Washington Commandos or Washington Force or something like that, but They could figure it out with that logo. You have a lot of options, actually. But I would say Washington could potentially cover the spread in this game. You know, I would be more of the Buffalo Bills um, team total. You know, and looking for them to just you know pad the stats. This is a pad the stats game for them. But I think the Washington defense will make it tough early. Buffalo Bills will adjust and they'll come and, and they'll get the win. They'll finish this one off. Then we got Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears this Sunday noon kickoff. Justin Fields coming in for the Bear. Uh, the Browns, you know, I wasn't impressed last week in the first half. But then in the second half, they showed me why they are who they are. And now you're going to get uh, Odell Beckham back. This team's just full of life right now. Like, they're full of life. And the Bears, this let's face it. Their defense bailed them out last week, like we know the Bears' defense to do. But other than that, even when Fields came in the game, it was piss poor. Like, piss poor. Like, he risked getting hurt. That's how bad he was. And Dalton is not good. And they keep making excuses. Like, Bears fans are notorious for making excuses. They can't just say, we're a bad team. They can't just say, oh, we're just not that good. They got to make excuses. I don't understand that. If you're bad, you're bad. You know, you can make up anything you want. If you're bad, you're bad. Cleveland Browns are going to dominate the Bears. There's no cover. There's no backdoor cover happening there. Fields is going to get a real taste of the NFL. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he's going to like it right at first. I don't think he's going to like it. You're going into a real hostile environment in Cleveland. Where a team just basically demolish the Texans in the second half looking to carry that momentum forward and even if they don't there's so much talent on this Browns team on the offense and on the defensive side of the ball that even if this game was close it still benefits the Browns with that firepower they got going on the field so I'm rolling with the Browns uh, 91% of people on ESPN picks can pick them have taken the Browns I'm, I gotta roll with that I got to roll with that. Then we got Baltimore Ravens versus Detroit Lions. And I don't like to pick on bad teams. Like one of the worst things a gambler or a better could do is fall in the trap of picking on bad teams and expecting that big Lions cover. Instead, what you want to do is what's working. Lions defense can't stop the run. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look at his rushing total. There you go. There's your bet. I mean, that's pretty simple. You could say minus eight. You could put it in a teaser with, you know, a couple things and, you know, buy the six points and get the Ravens at minus two. That would be, that would be amazing. You know what I mean? You need the rest of your teaser to hit. But for that specific slot, that would be great. But I think you look at this game as a whole Understand how bad the Lions are, how confused they look, how many penalties killed their drives, you know what I'm saying, against the Packers. Then you go and look at, um, they don't play, when when the bat. as soon as that rain started coming down, here's a thing to note. Write this down in your head. As soon as that rain started coming down, the Lions were done. Like, they were in that game until it started raining, and that was it. They don't play good, they don't play good in bad weather. If it, even a little bit of rain touches this game, Baltimore's going to just destroy this team. But the Lions are a weird team, man. They They don't win the games they're supposed to, but they beat teams they're not, they're not supposed to. Like, they're just one of those weird, odd teams. But there's not a lot of enthusiasm, right? Like, their defense is watered down. They are all banged up. They're hurting pretty bad after that Packers loss. Then their offense just looks... Mm. They look methodical, but not a good methodical. Like, methodical like they're going backwards. So, you got to roll with the Ravens. It's pretty easy. 97% of people like the Ravens. and we got uh, Titans versus the Colts. Here, here's another team that, you know, the NFL, the National Football League, but really it's the National Injury League. You know what I mean? And here you got the Colts that are all banged up, and they think they're going to come into Tennessee and somehow steal a win. 7%. 7%. 7% of people like the Colts. 93% of people are on the Titans and I'm one of them. I mean, I think the Titans easily cover the spread. It's it's at like minus 5.5. Right? So with a spread like that, you don't want to go against that too much. Like minus 5 is what I'm seeing in that. So minus 5 for the Titans is a steal. It's a great bargain. Because they're a slow starting team. Tannehill, Derrick Henry, all these guys are slow starters, man. Like, the first two games have showed me they start slow. But that win last week, that did something to this team. And we'll see how it plays out, but that did something to this Titans team that is going to make them hard to beat from here on out. Mark it down. Mark it, you heard it here. This Titans team is going to be hard to beat from here on out. So I like them to cover the spread. They're going to dominate the Colts. The Colts are not a good road team. Uh, they're playing the Dome. They get outside of the Dome. It's totally different for them. And they don't have their star quarterback. Like, even if Wentz plays, he's so banged up, it's not going to make much of a difference. He'll probably end up getting hurt again. So I'm riding the Titans. Pretty easy so far. Then we get into a game that's actually going to be tough, and that's the Chargers and the Chiefs. And uh, 95% of the people are on the Chiefs. And I think they're overestimating the Chiefs. I'm sorry, I think they are. I think the Chargers are a decent team. I think they have a decent defense. I think they have a good run game. Uh, Even without Eckler, I think they can throw the ball just as well as anybody else in, in the entire NFL. And they have weapons. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Another team that tends to start slow, even at home. But the Chargers are not a road team. They've not established themselves as a road team yet. And for that fact, I have to go with the Chiefs and Mahomes at home. Like it doesn't make sense to go with the Chargers on the road and be thinking that they're going to upset the Chiefs when they're not proven as a road team yet. Herbert's very young, very raw talent, and he's just not honed all the skills yet. So I got to go with the Chiefs. Their defense will will bail them out if it does get close, Um, especially with the push up front. Like guys like Frank Clark, Chandler Jones, these guys will will push the pocket. And uh, they'll get they'll get after the quarterback when it comes down to the nitty gritty. I'm on the Chiefs. We got the Patriots and the Saints. This is another noon kickoff. Now, a lot of people are thinking, you know, Saints will come back stronger after that loss that they took and uh, against the Panthers. But that to me is not good, because now what they did was they went on the road to play the Panthers now they're on the road again at the Patriots. After a humiliating loss. Like just as just as bad of a loss as they gave the Packers. And I have to side with the Patriots, Bill Belichick, and his system that continues to show that even without Tom Brady, they can win football games. Um and the and the quarterback they got now. This guy can play, man. This dude can actually play. He reminds me a little bit of a Matt Castle. Reminds me a little bit of Tom Brady with his motions. Because he's not like a speedster guy or a guy that's going to get out of the pocket and gash you. He's just a prototype quarterback that's in the system with Bill Belichick and is just trying to make the right plays and the right decisions. He's got a high IQ against a Saints defense that's overrated. That's being talked about this and that but they couldn't stop the Panthers and uh, this is before we knew all what we knew about the Panthers but they couldn't even stop the Panthers so I I don't see them stopping the Patriots Patriots at home all their weapons and then you have guys stepping up like one thing no one's talking about with the Patriots is that guys are stepping up Nelson Aguilar stepping up catching touchdown Um, Damian Harris Guys, just you don't know these guys until you see them play, and you're like, oh, okay, I remember him. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things for the Patriots that the next man up works for them. And uh, they're looking to get right this season, man. They're looking to get right. They got rid of Cam Newton because they're confident in Mac Jones. That's why they got rid of Cam Newton. Because you can't have a, a former. Quarterback that played in the Super Bowl backing up, you know what I mean? Backing up a a new quarterback that doesn't make any sense. Like, dude, you were in the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning, and now you're backing up? Like, that's a fall from grace. Like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't be backing up nobody. No thanks. I, I done made my money. If they're gonna cut me, then cut me. You know what I mean? So I like the Patriots. I think I think they roll against the Saints, man. I think they roll. And people are a little bit undecided here, like. I think that's a lot of people that are just homers that just root for their team no matter what. Like, no matter what, I root for my team. Like, the Saints are not that good, folks. 46% of people have picked them. Favorite's still on the Patriots. And you're going to get a tough game. Like, it's only minus three for the Patriots. But they could stretch that out. That could end up, by the time this game starts, we could be looking at a four and a half, minus four and a half for the Patriots. So I like the Patriots at home. Take their defense. Their defense is good. I have their defense in a fantasy league actually, and they're they're doing good for me. Um, they've won me one week. Week one I won. This last week I, I messed up. I had, I put the wrong receivers in the wrong spots. Like I had the wrong receiver out and I had the wrong receiver in. Eh, same thing with the running back. I had the wrong running back in and a in the right running back out. That won't happen this week. This guy I'm up against next week, he's done. He's toast. Toast Malone. So we got the Falcons Giants. Man, the Falcons are what a pathetic team. Pathetic. Can't Couldn't watch them. Couldn't be bothered to watch them. They suck. Defense sucks. Offense sucks. Special teams sucks. Everything about the Falcons sucks. And for those reasons, I go with the 0-2 sucky Giants. But at least the Giants show you they want to win. Like they're playing teams. They're fighting them till the end. Their defense is out there trying hard to sell with Blake Martinez uh, and the rest of these guys. They're trying, man. And they're, and they're actually a good tackling team. That's something that's very important for defenses. Like, how well does that first guy, if that first guy makes a tackle and no one else helps him, that's a good. This Now you're starting to sniff a little bit like, hey, this is a pretty good defense here. These guys are making tackles on their own. Not gang tackling, just one one guy make the tackle. Like, That's the Giants. They'll do that this week. The Falcons are down too many weapons. They, they, they Ryan's got no one to throw it to. He's got no one that's any good that can get any separation. Giants secondary is actually decent. She's seen that against Washington. Um, and then Washington was just able to finesse them at the end. But I'll tell you that the Giants defense is actually pretty good. Don't sleep on the Giants. They're not going to be this amazing team that all of a sudden reels off eight wins. I don't see that, but... I see them being a pretty pretty solid team. And uh, I think they go and get this win. I think they win easily. I think they win easily against the Falcons at home in the Meadowlands. Roll with the G, men Then we got Bengal Steelers. Now you really get to see something interesting in this game. I'm not impressed with the Steelers on on their defense or on their offense. I'm not that impressed. Let me tell you why. You're one and one, and you should be two and oh. That's why the Bengals I'm not impressed with either. Uh, Joe Burrow took a step back last week, took a big step back. I mean, you're talking about a Bears defense that is not a all star defense dominating every category. No, 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 not even close, not even remotely close, actually. And Joe Burrow was rip- ripped up by that defense. He got torn apart. He was getting smacked around. He was getting punched. He was getting beat on. He was getting thrown down. He was trying to throw these passes that were just looked like a freshman in college throwing them. Like, it wasn't good. And they still had a chance to win this football game. That's how bad the Bears are. That's what people aren't telling you about the Bears. Like, they're like, take the points on the Bears this week. Don't be a dunk. Don't be a fucking idiot. The fucking Bears suck. And so do the Bengals. And the Bengals are going to come into Pittsburgh. Reckless environment. Fucking yellow tiles waving everywhere. People screaming shit at them. It's not going to be a good game for the Bengals. They have weapons. do will move the ball because the Steelers' secondary is a little bit soft. But their they're front seven get the job done. Now, they didn't get the job done last week. But in reality... They, they're supposed to be getting the job done because of the talent they have of their T.J. Watt. I mean, come on now. We hear all this about T.J. Watt. You guys are a one-on-one football team. You need to be 2-0. and all. Now here's your chance to get to 2-1. and one. Now I'm, now I'm going to change my mind about you guys a little bit. Now I'm going to start respecting you for the team you, you should be. Um, but right now I'm not respecting either one of these teams. I'm thinking that they still got a lot to prove to me. So I'm taking the Steelers because I just have a hard time seeing Burrow bounce back in a huge way because we haven't seen that yet from him. So I'm not going to go with something we haven't seen. Uh, I'm going to go with what we know. We know Ben Roethlisberger is a grinder. And then Mike Tomlin's offense is grinding offense. And the Bengals' defense will not do well against that. I don't believe they will. I don't believe they'll hold up towards the end of the game. First half may be close, yes. Maybe you take some points on the Bengals for the first half. Not a bad idea. But I think overall, you're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're looking at them rolled against the Bengals when the second half comes around. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, know that They have a lot of talent. But that talent hasn't fermented into success yet. So they're looking to make that the, the right changes to make that happen. I'm so rolling with the Steel Curtain on Sunday. Take a quick intermission, and I'll be right back. We'll be talking about Arizona Cardinals for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or newcomer, it doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now we're back with some real fun. I mean, some real fun. We got the Arizona Cardinals, Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence still has not tasted an NFL victory. And I know he's chomping at the bit to get one. But here comes an Arizona team that in week one looked dominant. In week two, look proficient. You know, they were good at what they were doing. Their defense, not as dominant, but still good. Good enough to get them to 2-0. And they handle their business. And I like teams that handle their business. So I have to ride with the Arizona Cardinals on the road in Jacksonville, where Jacksonville doesn't have much of a home field advantage at all. There's probably no home field advantage. You're probably gonna hear a lot of Cardinals fans cheering. I'm not impressed, man. James Robinson is taking a step back. Their receivers are they're they're weak. And their their talent is weak in Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence is in a bad situation. Like, I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. And the reason I do is because that line better protect them. Because if not, you're going to risk your number one pick. The future of this franchise is Trevor Lawrence. And you're going to risk him getting hurt because your team sucks. Because your defense can't keep anybody off the field. Um... And you guys are just going to be putting Lawrence out there pretty much, you know, throwing him to the wolves because this Arizona defense pretty much is one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's a top three defense right now. I don't see Trevor Lawrence, you know, this a guy who couldn't take apart uh, a top college defense, let alone take apart one of the best NFL defenses right now. It's not going to happen. Uh, 2% of people have picked Jacksonville. Those are definitely fans. So 98% of smart people are putting their smart money that they don't want to lose. They're putting that behind the Cardinals. And I got to roll with the Cardinals here. Kyler Murray's too hard to take down. He tires defenses out. He makes guys look silly. And right now the Cardinals are a team you don't want to play. You're scheduled to play the Cardinals. You are not wanting that game. Roll with the cards, Bird Gang coming to Jacksonville, and they're gonna stomp them out. It's not gonna be much to see there. It's more of a sideshow, if anything. New York Jets versus Denver Broncos. I mean, we talked about the Jets a little bit earlier. They suck. They're bad. They're not a good football team. They have terrible coaching, terrible management, um, and and they're just in not one category are they better than the Broncos? Not one. Not on special teams. Not a receiver, not a linebacker, not an offensive line. The Jets are not better at one category than the Broncos. I roll with the Broncos here at home, 2-0. and Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a field day. No Jerry Judy. I believe no Jerry Judy, but it won't matter because Cortland Sun has now come on strong as hell after his quiet week one, but now week two, strong outing. And uh, they can move. They can run the football. Melvin Gordon is 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 a good running back. They have a great backup behind him. Um, Their defense playing above their talent level. And that's what you want to see. So I am definitely uh, rolling with the Broncos at mile high. Then we have a game. I'm going to throw a wrench in everything that we've been talking about today. It's time to throw a wrench in everything. It's been too easy to pick these. Let's make it a little difficult here. Dolphins. Headed to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Let me tell you something about this Dolphins defense. This is a physical defense. Physical. From the line of scrimmage, from the point of the ball, and the point of attack, this is a physical team. On the offense is where the problems are. Will Tua play? Will he not play? That's the question that's got to be answered. If he plays, I'm going to roll with the Dolphins. If he doesn't play, I'm gonna roll with the Raiders. Cause let me tell you what my mentality of mine is: that Tua can stretch this defense out. He can put this defense in uncomfortable situations, and he can turn this into a shootout with Derek Carr. Now, what Derek Carr will have a problem with is getting, is breaking down a Dolphins secondary that's decent. And um, I think that's where the problem comes into play. Now, if Tua doesn't play, you gotta go with the Raiders. The line will go will be huge on them then. And it'll just be too. It'll just be insurmountable for the Dolphins to come back, even with that good defense. But with the Raiders, you're at home in Las Vegas. We know you guys are going to be out partying. We know it's coming up to the weekend. It's coming up to game day. You guys got two wins. We know you had a day off in there where the coach said, hey, go have some fun. And we know John Gruden's teams. And when they play at home, it's like a pin drop. Something happens sometimes where they don't they don't finish, right? This defense can be run on. This defense can be scored on. This defense can be done everything through the Raiders. Defense is not that good. It's not that good. And you're going to see what I'm talking about on Sunday, 3.05 p.m. When this game locks. I am going with the Dolphins here as long as Tua plays. If Tua doesn't play... I, I'm going with the Raiders, so mark it down if Tua doesn't play, I'm going with the Raiders, and I'll come back and the uh, and pick them, switch my pick over to the Raiders but for now I'm going with the Dolphins because I do believe that their defense will cause trouble for Derek Carr, and I believe that their offense can move the ball just as effectively as they can, and even better in this game, in this scenario because I believe they have the better matchups I'm going to throw a wrench at you with that then we get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Los Angeles Rams now Tom Brady on the road. And I don't like it. I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it. Something gives me a bad taste about taking the box this week. I get a bad feeling when I think about the box this week. No. Now they're going to be tested. Their first no, they're second because the Cowboys did test them, but we knew the Cowboys defense wasn't shit. This Cowboys defense couldn't stop anything, nothing, and they still can't. But this Rams team, boy, that defense is good, and Aaron Donald is a mean. That is one mean dude, and that Tampa Bay offensive line is going to be under scrutiny after this game. I'm gonna tell you why. Because they're going to get to Brady. Right now, after you've seen last year and what happened, and you've seen these two games, the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay know the way to beat Brady is to pressure him, is to get him out of the pocket, is to force him to do what he doesn't want to do, and that's have to talk the football and slide. Right? Brady doesn't want to have to be running with the ball. He's He is slow, boy. He is slow. He ain't outrunning. Not the fattest guy on, on the Los Angeles Rams defense. He will not outrun that guy. Won't. he? I'm telling you. Go watch a tape of Brady running. It is pathetic. Like, dude, if they can pressure Brady, this Bucks team will fall apart in L.A. And the Rams are the dominant team in L.A. It's not the Chargers. It's the Rams, and everybody wants them to be good. And Matt Stafford is ha- is low-key having a hell of a year already. And all the weapons are there. All the talent is there. And this is a team in the Rams that's been playing pretty mistake-free, if you ask me. And the Buccaneers have found themselves in a little bit of trouble when they've played. But I look at teams that handle their business. Both of these teams have handled their business. But I like the Rams to win. And you say that's upset. I say they're at home. They have the same record. And they have a better defense right now that I've seen. Because the Cowboys did run up a check on the Bucs. They didn't win, but they did run up a check on the Bucs. That shouldn't happen. The Rams aren't letting anybody run a check up on them. Bears came to town. Bears got demolished. Right? Like, anybody that comes up against the Rams defense right now is getting demolished. Like, they're letting it be known that they're an immovable force out there. Now, Brady's known to break teams down. He's known to come back later in the game if they if he's had a rough go at the beginning. But you can get Brady frustrated like any quarterback. You can get him uncomfortable like any quarterback. Right. So that's what I, I that's what I see happening. I see the Rams uh, coming in uh, at home and I, I see them just, you know, putting the putting the brakes on this Tampa Bay uh, dynasty talk. I, I, I see them putting the brakes on that right now. I'm going to roll with the Rams at home against the Bucks. Then we got a good game. Actually, uh, Seahawks. Well, another good game. Cause that would be a great game, actually, but we have another good game. And that'd be Seahawks versus the Vikings Vikings at home playing under the, under the dome, um, against the Seahawks. This is a team that travels pretty well. Um, Vikings defense is pretty banged up especially in the areas you don't want to be banged up in at linebacker and defensive line um, and even at and even at cornerback looking, looking a little bit thin I think your biggest issue with the Minnesota Vikings is that they're not a clutch team and that yes they're talented with Kirk Cousins Adam Thielen but they have lost too many weapons, and you're seeing it now when they're 0-2. You're seeing it now. They've lost too many weapons. They've lost Rudolph. They've lost Diggs last year. But the point being is that you're relying on Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins to do all the work, but you don't have the same amount of talent and the same amount of opportunities um, for other guys that that are just pure, go- purely good. And the Vikings defense is not good. They have not been good through two weeks of football. I don't see that changing now, especially when they're all banged up. And I see the Seahawks coming in here after a bitter loss. Um they're not happy. This is an unhappy football team traveling, and they are looking to how do I put this? They're looking to come into Minnesota and kick ass. Like that defense is good. They took Titan, they made the Titans play their one of their, their hardest games they might play all year. They made the Titans do that. And they really slowed down and showed you that they can slow down anything thrown at them. The Vikings have not handled business yet. Seahawks have, and they haven't. So it's a little bit of a double edged sword. But I like Seahawks to win. I think the Seahawks are a better team all around. And I think that the Vikings' fairy tale with Zimmer is coming to an end. Like, I think all that is coming to an end. I think once you go 0 3. Now that you're on the hot seat as a head coach. And I think the like the feeling that Vikings fans had this year that they would just come in and just be good and not really know how they were going to be good. They just thought Kirk Cousins was going to be this amazing talent. That's not panning out because your defense can't stay off the field. And um, the other part of that, too, is like he doesn't have the same weapons. You're missing Rudolph, which is a terrible mistake of getting rid of him and a terrible mistake who's on Rudolph's on the Giants now. And uh, believe me, he's getting plenty of uh, playing time out there. And he's a big factor. And the Vikings are missing too many big factors. So I'm going with the Seahawks on the road. Which is not an easy pick. But I, I do think that they'll go into Minnesota and handle business. Then we got a real tough game for the Pack. Uh, my Green Bay Packers going up against San Francisco 49ers. A, I would I would have to say it's a rivalry game. This is a rivalry game. Now you're the 49ers are 2-0, but that's a fake record. That's a fake record. Because you barely beat the Eagles, who are all looked all messed up, who a lot of time I've seen a touchdown get taken back, and, and just a lot of things happen in that game against the Eagles that I'm not seeing this 49ers defense being everybody what they're saying now. And you're even seeing the people come in and say, Hold on, you're getting the Packers at plus money and Rodgers is on fire right now four touchdowns or three four touchdowns in that last game come on now let's not be let's not be foolish and the defense stepped up big started making plays knowing uh exactly what they have to do their their game plan and going out there and executing that game plan so sunday night football you're getting the best game uh you're getting the best game on sunday night football the packers and 49ers i believe this game's close but you have a 49 This is the big but. The 49ers running like their running backs are banged up. Mostert's out. Sermon hasn't shown that he can do anything. Um, the, the other cat that got back there, he hasn't shown that he can do anything. And it's thin. The ranks are thin at running back. That bodes really well for a Packers team that's not good at stopping the run. Like that is exactly what they needed in this game. And they know that. They know the depth chart going into the game. They know who their matchups are. All these guys know that. They, this is what they've been preparing for, studying for. So I think you come into this game Sunday night, uh, Aaron Rodgers. You have to put up a stat. We have to see a stat on what he is on Sunday Night Football. Let's see what Aaron Rodgers' record is on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' record on Sunday Night Football. Let's see what that is. Let's see what that looks like here. You know, one thing is, though, Aaron Rodgers is only 37. It's not that old, man. It's really not that old. I'm ready. 41? 37 is not that old. There's got to be something here. We're, like, telling you what he's done on Sunday Night Football. Damn, the guy's been around for a hot minute, bro. And Aaron Rodgers passing John Elway on the uh, all-time passing list. That's pretty good, too. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so I, I'm liking the Packers there. I mean, they're not giving us nothing to work with. I did find Rodgers is 5-3 and three against the San Francisco 49ers in his career in the regular season. So 5-3 in the regular season, so... Over 500, got more wins and losses against the 49ers. And this is when the 49ers were on, you know, path for Super Bowl and uh, playing all through these years when the 49ers have been good. So now you get a 49ers team that's banged up, whose defense is questionable, and who cannot run the football very well. And I think last time, if I remember correctly, we look at the stats, last time 49ers were out there, they did try to run the ball with a healthy running back, and they did not have much success against the Packers. So go ahead and look back at that tape, but that is there. That's recent. So I like the Packers in this game. I'm a homer, so you got to take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm a homer for the Packers. But with a 1-1 record, knowing that we're, our destiny is to win the NFC North. Like That's our destiny, is to win our division. And you have a 49ers team that's 2-0 and at home. I think they take their foot off the gas a little bit. I think they're feeling good after that win. I think they're feeling too good. And I think the Packers still have a little bit of of hunger uh in their in their stomachs right now. Still after that beating they took by the Saints. I don't think they've they moved past that yet. I think they're they're focused on the 49ers, but I think in the back of their heads they're saying, we gotta dominate. We have to dominate and show that we are really who we say we are. Rodgers has to be better. Obviously he does he's gotta be better. Because you can't hold on to the ball as long as he does sometimes. Like, and in that Lions game, you've seen some things, and it didn't make me happy watching him getting smashed and and thrown to the ground. But it's like, dude, help yourself out. Like, get rid of the football. Like, you're holding on forever. What are you holding on to the football that long for? You know better. You know better. So when people are like, oh, you know, he's mad because people, you know, I said Roger's mad. People are questioning his work ethic and this and that. Well, didn't you just not play one preseason game didn't you just not not practice or go to any of the training camps over the summer? Yeah, we're going to question your work ethic, idiot. What do you think? I mean, are you a retard? What the hell? You didn't play any preseason. You didn't do any training camp. And then you come and say, oh, they're questioning my work ethic. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, hell yeah, dude, because you haven't been around. But one thing we know about Aaron Rodgers is he's damn good, man. And when he's in the zone and he's feeling it, you got Devontae Adams out there to throw it to. MVD stepping up. Aaron Jones evolved in the passing game. I, I guarantee the 49ers aren't even accounting for him. And then you got AJ Dillon who can pick up some some yards if we need it on the on the third and shorts. Man, we got it, we got a decent offense out there. And that's one thing I did notice uh, against the Lions that when our offense is clicking, it's unstoppable. Um, but when Rodgers holds on to the ball for a long time, when he's being, you know, dancing around, being goofy, being stupid in the pocket, thinking that he's got all this time. You don't have all the time, bro tell you right now, with your Elton Jenkins and a couple of other offensive linemen, bro, they're not who you think they are. Like, they're not that good. And we seen Bokhtari. He was getting thrown around. Eh? He was getting thrown around a little bit. So, uh, Mr. Big Beer Drinker, uh, I'm challenging you. You better come out strong this week, Mr. Big Beer Chugger. So, uh, I like the Packers in that one on Sunday Night Football. And we got the Eagles versus the Cowboys. And let's be real. The Dallas Cowgirls are... Probably not going to be the Eagles. But there's a chance they do. And I'm going to roll with the chance. I'm going to say because of what I've seen from the Eagles at home against the Niners and the Eagles unable to get uh, a solid drive going and late in the game and unable to really settle their defense down late in the game. I got to go with the Cowboys who have shown that they can score against the top, top defenses in the league. They've shown that and they're and one They're looking to get to 2 and one They're playing at home. There's just more to me on the side of the Cowboys in this game than there is on the side of the Eagles. I want personally the Eagles to win, but we're talking about giving a pickup that's going to win. I'm talking about giving out winners, not giving out losers or things that might happen. This is what I believe will happen that the Cowboys will win a game and they're gonna win by quite a bit because the Eagles defense is now without Brandon Graham defensive end. And without Brandon Graham, Now, this is an Eagles team that I'm starting to stray away from. I'm serious because that one player makes so much of a difference. He makes so much of a difference out there. This is the same guy uh, sacking Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, right? This is the same guy. So, you know, we want that uh, Eagles, you know, backdoor cover bad, but I'm not counting on it. I'm counting on the Cowboys to roll at home. Uh, with Dak Prescott leading the charge, man, he, he's right now he's he's been playing top-notch football, uh, and with Troy Pollard back there, it's lighting the load on Ezekiel Elliott. Like we should stop giving so much credit to Ezekiel Elliott now. Now needs to stop. Troy Pollard is the it should be the real number one running back. He is the reason the Cowboys are hanging on through these games when it comes to running and needing those extra yards, and then doing a little bit extra, getting a touchdown here and there. Like, it's Troy, the Troy Pollard show in Dallas. Um, so be looking for that anytime touchdown, Troy Pollard. He'll get one against the Eagles, especially when they get into the red So, like, they, like, dump it off to him, maybe pass it underneath on a, on a wheel route. Maybe they just do it on a screen, whatever the case. They like Troy Pollard in the red zone born as Eagle Elliott. We've seen that, and we've learned that now uh, through two games this season. Uh, I think total points scored in the Eagles versus Cowboys game. I think the total points is 67 total points. Why do I believe that? Because I believe late in the game the Eagles score, start to get some, some points because it's easy to move the ball against Dallas' defense. But I also know that Dallas has shown that it's hard for them to like stop. They're a hard team to stop. They've shown that they don't want to be stopped. They've shown that they can get on the money down on third down. You know, when you start watching and seeing a team convert third down over and over, you start to realize that they have a pretty good offense and that they're uh, they're proficient. They know what their game plan is, too. So I think 67 points is the right number here. Um, I think it goes well over. You know what I mean? On the over-under. I think it goes well over because I just think you have two defenses that are playing out there that are just not that talented. They're just not. They're just not that talented. They're they're down, you know. Like the Eagles are down, guys. The totals fifty one and a half. I think it goes well, well over that. I think that's selling the Cowboys and the Eagles both short. So yeah, I think that that total should move up to should probably be like fifty three and a half by time, and it's gonna go well over that. But it should be about fifty three and a half. That would be more realistic in my mind. So ladies and gentlemen, you know I really hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, put my heart and soul into it just want to give you all some good content something to chew on uh, for thursday night football for sunday's day games and afternoon games into the sunday night game and then all the way up until monday night football we've covered it all in less than an hour right here on preston's super show you're gonna hear it every week i'm gonna be laying it on thick on what i think is happening in the league on the players that are standing out to me, and on the games, the actual matchups, and picking a winner, and uh, having some fun here with all of you. So, remember, you can go and find all my content on anchor.fm FM slash Preston Super Show. Go on Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever it'll be there, and if it's not, let me know. I'll get it up there. But as far as I know, it's everywhere where you where you would potentially listen to a podcast at. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, an honor, I should say, that I was able to grace your eardrums for this time. And just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody. And go, Packers. Go, Pack, go.